Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you may know that I decided to launch A Certain Age as I approached 50. I had looked around for voices of women in midlife, of women who were saying, hey, midlife is not the end of the line. We're not done yet by any stretch. But we're also a little, okay, maybe a lot, gobsmacked by the way midlife is changing our lives, our looks, and even our livelihoods. My guest today is a woman who looked midlife squarely in the eye and asked herself, what would Virginia Woolf do? Nina Lores Collins is an author, podcaster, and convener of women. She is reimagining midlife, and she's bringing other women along with her. She's the founder of the digital platform, The Wolfer, and is the chief content officer at Revel, a nationwide events and community platform for women 40 plus. She is also the author of the Midlife Manual, What Would Virginia Woolf Do? And other questions I ask myself as I attempt to age without apology. As a coward-carrying member of Team Age Out Loud, I am thrilled she is joining us today. Welcome, Nina. Thank you so much. I loved that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And Team Age Out Loud is awesome. I'm going to make a bumper sticker. Yes, exactly. I know we have to get out. We're not going to change the narrative unless we can finally admit to how old we are. And so I... Age Out Loud is a hashtag that I use, and I I really launched the show because I had a number of women tell me they couldn't admit publicly to being 50, and I thought, you know. Oh, God. You know, I always, when I do Zooms in the community, I always ask people to change their name to, like, name, age, city, just because I think it's interesting because we're all over the country and the world, and it's always interesting to me that some women won't write their age. Like, yeah, I'm 52, Nice. How old are you now? I'm I'm 52 as well. I launched. I meant to launch the show when I was 50, and it took me till 35 days before 51. And I was finally like, you know what? I promised myself I was going to do this at 50, and I'm getting it done. I kind of squeaked it in under the deadline, and I've been doing it for a year now. So I'm 52. That's great. All right. We're both 1969. I love it. Exactly. So, Nina, you wear a lot of hats. I mentioned them in the beginning. You're a founder, you're a chief content officer, podcaster, author, right? And all of these designations came in midlife, you know, after an age when culture tends to write people off, especially women. How and, and why did you carve out these new identities in your late 40s? Yeah, it's so it was actually really funny listening to your description. I thought, you know what? I am doing all those things. That is so cool. <laughs> um, my background, my background is in book publishing. So I spent my 20s and 30s in book publishing. I was always an entrepreneur, kind of I worked as a teenager. I was, you know, I cleaned houses when I was in college. Um, and when I went into book publishing in my 20s, I worked for other people for about three years and then started my own company. So I was a literary scout for foreign publishers and film companies in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I had a literary agency. And then I had a bunch of years that I can now look back on and realize that I was kind of perimenopausal and depressed for for good reason. I got divorced in my late 30s. Uh, from the father of my four kids. And I had sold my agency and was kind of, you know, trying to take care of my kids post-divorce, not really sure uh, how or in what way I would ever work again. I kind of, I'd gotten a divorce settlement. I had been, I couldn't really think of a good next career. I went to graduate school in something called narrative medicine, which is the study of um, death and aging really at at Columbia. And so I started doing some consulting in end of life care and kind of thought maybe I'll become a death doula or a divorce doula. But in retrospect, looking back in those years, I think it's when I was feeling kind of demoralized about getting older. Like I was divorced. My kids were on the cusp of leaving home. I kind of thought like, 
you know, that's when I, and that is when I started, what would Virginia Woolf do? Basically, I, I also wasn't sleeping well. I was having symptoms of perimenopause. Um, and I wanted to talk to other women about aging and kind of what the second half of our lives looks like. In retrospect, it all totally makes sense. Like my narrative medicine degree was essentially a degree in transitions of loss and how we deal with aging. I'd always worked in book publishing. I'd always been a huge reader of only women, pretty much. I've always been, I went to Barnard, I'm a feminist. So in some ways, all my interests really came together, but at the time I couldn't really see it. Um, I started this Facebook group just to talk to my girlfriends about aging in kind of a funny way. And the idea was, should we kill ourselves in our 50s? <laughs> it was totally just a joke. It was I, like, I am we- not drowning myself in a river. I'm <laughs> yeah, well, I have to say, you know, that was, and it is funny to look back. I mean, first of all, had I known it was going to become a business, of course, I never would have called it that. It was really an inside joke, but it was like, we're getting older and maybe the world doesn't care. And should we just walk into the river with stones in our pockets? And of course I learned (laughs) big resounding no. Um, And then that took me, I was 46 when I started the Facebook community and it has taken me on this whole adventure that kind of brings together all my interests. And um, I love the story. Yeah. I love the story that you just, that you said, you know, that you, it's sort of, not serendipity, but you were experiencing this moment and then you were very open and authentic about it and connected with people and it grew, you know, and it created this yeah. journey for you because you've really gained traction. I mean, you were once a private Facebook group, but now you're, you have a website, your community reaches, you know, 20,000 plus, you cover topics well beyond menopause, you know, it's lipstick and continence, the latest Netflix series, Empty Nest, etc. So what's going on for the Wolfer these days? And how is your work with that separate from what you're doing with Revel? Well, happily, it's all become entirely the same thing. So what would Virginia Wolf do became a website and an app, a social platform called The Wolfer with two O's. And that actually is about to close on December 1st, because over the summer, we merged with a great company called HelloRevel.com. Revel is an events and community platform for women over 40 that started a couple of years ago. We've come together to essentially, I mean, it's a grand plan. The idea is really to become kind of a meetup meets Facebook for women over 40. Facebook without kind of the evil, um, (laughs) spilling your data and advertising to you endlessly and generally being bad for the world. Um, Really, our idea is kind of a good social platform for women in the second half of their lives. And so we have the ability, we have groups like on Facebook, there are groups, you can create a group, you can join a group, you can join things like, you know, the Wolfer, for example, still lives on Revel or Come Sew With Me as a group or Revelers in D.C. or hiker, you know, hiking moms in Santa Monica. We have lots and lots of groups that you can join. Um, and then we also have this amazing ability for women to create events and attend events. So if you want to find a book club or start a book club or go for a walk around the lake in Chicago or I don't know, go lingerie shopping in Atlanta with some girlfriends. You can find events. We have meditation. We have a lot of writing groups. We have um, so many things, uh, discussions about finance, discussions about um, empty nest. So you can go on to Revel. And one of the things I really love about it is it's great for women who are looking to find their tribe. And it's also great for women who are looking to kind of create a following. Like if you have a real passion about, um, I don't know, literary novels from Italy in the second half of the century, you can create a group by that, on that and women will come to your events and, and, and you guys can talk about those things and that can be your thing. And so we really have a, a forum where women can 
find their people. It's it's truly a community and events platform unlike anything else. And it sounds like it sounds like it's very much member led that the, the members are the ones that are both opting into the programming but they're they're creating it. Is that correct? Yeah. It's a really good point. So our goal right now is we're kind of thinking we expect about 80% of the events on Revel to be member-led, exactly. And then about 20% are what we call Revel HQ-led, which I'm in charge of, kind of programming, where we'll get, like, maybe there's a brand that we think women should know about. Maybe there's a, you know, like... Kindra or, you know, some sort of new company, or maybe it's a finance. Actually, I do a a call every third Wednesday of every month that I really, really love. It's a webinar with a therapist named Debbie Maggots. Last month, we were talking about boundaries. I think the month before we were talking about I said trauma. Um, Debbie's great. And so I do this webinar. Members come. It gets recorded as our podcast. So we have Revel HQ events, things that we just think the community will benefit by. And to some extent, probably also setting a little bit of a, a modeling for what we hope to happen, right, in the community. And does so all I, this I, content I, live on the Revel website? Or is this something that you need to have uh, membership access to to get? Well, you have to have membership access but membership is free. It does all live on the website. I'm trying to think, is the blog public outside the membership? Probably not. I think you do have to become a member. We're also though on YouTube, we have a podcast that you can find. Our podcast is called Raging Gracefully. Um, That's available anywhere you get podcasts. We have a newsletter that goes out once a week. You do not have to be a member to get the newsletter. You just have to sign up for it. Um, That's called the Weekly Reveler on Sundays. So no, the content I'd say is readily available, but but yes, also, once you're a member, it's in the website. And so fantastic um, that this is free and that you're, you're, you're building uh, your, your network. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, we're VC funded. And so our focus really is growth, kind of proving that there's a need for this and that we can build it. Um, we will eventually have some sort of be some sort of freemium model, you know, similar to dating apps is the best way to explain it. Probably we're based on use. You know, maybe if you use it every day, there'll be some fee attached. If you only use it once a week or once a month, we haven't gotten there yet. Right now we're very focused on growth. We, we know we can ultimately supported financially with sponsorship, you know, once we have enough women in there, that will, that will happen. Um, So yeah, it's completely free. And another thing I should say is that none of the events um, right now are paid for. You can't create an event that you charge money for. We don't want it to grow into like a giant MLM. We are introducing in the beginning of 2022, a kind of sliver of events called Revel Experts, where members who really excel at what they do can apply to be a Revel Expert and offer a workshop which they will charge for, and we'll split that with them 80-20. So 80 to the expert, 20 to the company. Um, And we're trying to do that because we want women, women who are super good at what they do, we don't want them to feel like, you know, we don't want to take advantage of anyone, right? We want it to be member-led and we want women to be able to share their their loves and their passions and connect with each other. But if someone is really teaching something that's a lot of work, like a good example would be maybe a workshop on how to have a sane divorce by a divorce mediator. Maybe you do a six week workshop. That is going to be very popular by the way, because one of the, one of the most popular episodes on this podcast was about uh, surviving divorce. So one of our, our most popular episodes are ones on divorce, ones on drive, you know, vaginal dryness. And one, we have a really funny episode actually on um, internet dating where we interviewed men. That's very popular. We're like we interviewed midlife men and they were really, some of them were super heinous. It was really very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to hear more about your podcast and that interview, but first we're going to take a quick break. 
Midlife is a crazy balancing act. Careers, relationships, home life, bank accounts, empty nests, aging parents. Not to mention fun, fitness, and friends. We're living longer, stronger, healthier, and happier. We're living life fully charged. We're living brightly. Brightly is a modern membership company and digital platform built to fuel life 50 plus. Powered by the belief that age and experience are rocket fuel and that 50 is a fantastic yet underrated club, Brightly offers tools, benefits, content, and inspiration for living life fully charged. Brightly offers exclusive benefits from top brands like Warby Parker, HelloFresh, and Minted. Brightly offers tools and classes to help you get things done built just for this life stage. Brightly offers voices of experts, influencers, and a community all living life 50 plus. Come be Brightly. Sign up for the free Brightly newsletter at thisisbrightly.com and follow the fun on social at thisisbrightly. Okay, Nina, we're back from our break and we were talking about your podcast and, and a recent interview you had done with some men on midlife dating. So I, I share a little bit about that and also about what we can expect from the, the, the podcast and the, and the content on Revel in general. Yeah. So when I joined Revel this summer, they actually didn't have any content. So it was a really exciting kind of matchup because we had a lot of content and we also have women all over the country. At the time, Revel was mostly based in California with a smattering of people in DC. So we've brought to them this newsletter, which is, you know, goes out every Sunday, the weekly Reveler, the podcast, which is called Raging Gracefully. We now have a very vibrant blog. We're always looking for good writers. If anyone wants to apply to be a writer, write to support at hellorevel.com. We're always interested in great content. Um, And the podcast I'm hoping will evolve. Originally, when we started the podcast, it was me and my partner, Hilary Richard, who was a devoted Wolfer admin. And we did this kind of the two of us interviewing lots of guests, which was super fun. During COVID, because of being isolated, we kind of pivoted and the podcast is now mostly me interviewing guests. I'd like to go back to a more heavily produced version, um, you know, sometime in 2022 when we have a little more time. Right now, we're super busy with the the integration of the two companies. Um, but yeah, one of our one of my favorite episodes was definitely the one where we interviewed men on midlife dating. That was an interesting one. Um, <laughs> and we do all sorts of things. You know, we do doctors. Did it, did it make you want to get in or out of the dating pool? It actually, you know, I'm a big fan of internet dating. I've, I, I have a lovely boyfriend I've been with for over three years who I met on Match. And I think internet dating is totally the way to go. But I have to say that interview made me glad <laughs> I was not dating. <laughs> These men, we just happened to pick a few men who were, I don't know, they said some really ridiculous things. All right, I'm putting but- that episode in the show notes so that people can go check it out for themselves. But let, let's switch gears for a minute. I want to talk about your book. I know you wrote that in 2018. Uh, both your book and, and, and a lot of the podcast uh, topics that you cover, you know, really recognize that midlife is a time when women are are, are focused on purpose and meaning, how to love themselves as they enter the second half of life. But both of your um, your book and your podcast recognize there's a duality when it comes to aging, right? There's hard-earned wisdom oh, that we want to celebrate, but there's also sadness. And I would like to talk a little bit about the sadness first, and not not the kind of sadness that gets a lot of press, like wrinkles and empty nest and sagging skin, you know, because those, those can bum us out. But um, what are you hearing from your community? What are the midlife pain points that, uh, that you're hearing from Wolfers and from the community yeah, at Hello no, Level? I, I- it's really been a big part of my, I don't know, mission with all of this to allow women to 
acknowledge the sadness that comes with aging and kind of the nostalgia. Like I feel, I've, I always felt from the beginning, I didn't want the community to be like super kind of you go girl. We're all fabulous. Cause the truth is there are a lot of sad and hard parts about aging. I mean, you know, there's regret. I think as we get older, one of the great things about genuinely feeling wiser, which I think is really true is I'm, I know I look back on things and wish I had done certain things differently. Right. And there's a sadness to that, a kind of feeling of you can't go back and we're not getting any younger. And this is only going in one direction. You know, there's a reality to impending death. Um, So I think regret is something that is real. Um, You know, losing your children, having your children grow up, going through a lot of relationships can be really exhausting and hard. Losing your parents, having marriages dissolve, friendships change. There's, there there can be. Yeah, for a lot of people, you know, real financial reckoning, I would say for a lot of people, you know, if you haven't done that well and you feel like your opportunities to make money are pretty much over, that's a really hard moment to come to. Um, so yeah, there are a lot more things besides kind of wrinkles and gray hair that I just think are really real loss of friendships. You know, when for four women our age, who had kids, when kids were young, that was an easy, easier time to make friends. But for a lot of women in their fifties and sixties, they find themselves more isolated, which is one of the reasons the community is such a great thing. Um, yeah, the so, loneliness epidemic that you hear about. I mean, we've all just come out of this sort of two-year, um, you know, yeah. time where we were sheltering in place or very much our, our normal social lives and 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 work, you know, connections kind of really uh, disappeared. So yeah. it's and, and and we were had we were having a loneliness epidemic before COVID. Before that, exactly. We've been having one for a long time. I mean, that is one of the great things about Revel, like you, I see women make friends all the time. You really can find your people with just a little bit of effort and you can kind of go on and figure out what's interesting to you. And you can talk to women in the threads if you're shy to go to an event at first. So yeah, because loneliness is real. And as we know, we actually just published in our newsletter this week, two articles on friendship, one on one by a wolfer, actually, who has made a lot of friends through the community post-divorce and has realized how it's changed her life. And another um, about how to make friends after divorce. Like, you know, when you lose a lot of relationships in the wake of a divorce, how do you kind of restart? Um, you know, because there are a million studies that show that loneliness is a bigger killer than, you know, X, Y, Z. Sure, it's, the, it's the new smoking. It's the new sitting, all that stuff. And there are health benefits <laughs> to being connected and, um, and to have, you know, it's everything from longevity to better cognitive, uh, you know. Um, Function, absolutely, yeah. 100%. No, it's crucial. And I think as women, we see it, you know, women generally have more connections than men do. Um, so I, you know, I'm not in the business of help of convening men, but I do think men have this problem also kind of in spades. Yeah, absolutely. What do you see as the, you know, we just covered sadness. What do you see as the joys or sort of triumphs of midlife? Oh, honestly, really the, the equanimity, the, the, the wisdom. I mean, I think, we have so much experience now. I mean, I'm honestly amazed every day at how much kind of calmer and happier I am than when I was in my twenties and thirties. And I, I really feel incredibly grateful. My mother died when she was 46 and for me to be 52 and still alive and in good shape and able to support my children and, you know, be there for them emotionally and just feel 
good in my skin is something I really didn't expect when I was uh, 28, 35. I, I, I really struggled a lot when I was younger. So, and I think for a lot of people, that's true. I think reaching a point where you have more perspective. I don't feel like I have much to prove anymore. I feel just much more comfortable in my skin. Um, I don't second guess myself, you know? So I think there's a lot, I mean, look, not everyone, I've also had a lot of therapy, which I think helped. Um, But I think generally getting into, and people tell me what I learned from the women in the community is that it only continues to get better, which I now believe I didn't, when I first started, what would Virginia Woolf do when I was 46, the older women, which then for me were in their fifties were saying to me, oh, it gets much better when you get to the other side of menopause. And I was like, super <laughs> you're like really <laughs> I was like really I don't I don't <laughs> you don't look I mean do we look better I don't know um and and the fact is it is so much better like I am really amazed actually on the other side of 50 how how good my life is and, yeah those, um, those are the themes that I hear again and again from women that there's this sort of hard, harder confidence and and you had said you know uh you struggled in your 20s and 30s and you said that you know some other people do as well and I would say most people struggle. I think so too. There's not a single person that I know that hasn't gone through something hard and hard, you know, is different from, for different people, but there's job loss, there's loss of children, there's divorce, there's, you know, losing a parent, just sort of navigating so many, so many challenges. And and also just mental health. I mean, I have to say, I now work with a lot of women in their twenties and thirties, and I have four kids in their twenties, three daughters, and just watching them all figure out how to navigate life is hard. Like there's just a lot, you, you, you know, a lot of people are anxious and depressed and they're dealing with their relationships with their parents and they're dealing with love relationships and they just don't know as much. Like I look at younger people and I feel like, Oh, like you have so much to learn, you know, and you have to just go through it yourself. They it's- have to go through those bruising, those bruising times. And I think getting yeah. to midlife, you know, you, you, you wreck, you, you really have been on the roller coaster and you have gone yeah. through the highs and lows and, you know, one of my kind of unofficial mantras that I say to myself constantly is this too shall pass. And totally. I totally. believe it now, finally, because I've, I've experienced it enough. And when I say this too shall pass, I mean it as a double sided coin, which is like the hard stuff's going to eventually resolve and you're going to move through it. But some of the, the joyful stuff is going to change as well. And so you really right. like you, you you have to try to focus on, on, on right, you know, what's sort of right in front of you and where you are. Um, and you only get better at being present, I think, when you... That's true. And that really is, I think, the absolute best summary of it. Like, I feel now when I'm having a difficult day, I'm so aware of, oh, I won't feel this way tomorrow. Like, I don't even have to think about it. I just ride through it in a much easier way. But if, by the same token, the really beautiful, amazing moments, I kind of appreciate more. I realize, like... I'm not going to be here forever. And this is like, I'm lucky right now. Yes. So yeah, there's an You said something. Break. I read your, your blog post about turning 46, the age that your mother had died. And in it, I actually wrote this down. You said, I feel lucky and exhausted. And I so connected with that because I feel like that should be the unofficial motto of midlife. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we are lucky We're you know, we've gotten to this phase and we know that we're lucky, but there are times that we can't sleep. So, and you know, and there's a lot, you know, we're, de- we're dealing with a lot. Um, well, I have to say I went on HRT and so now I'm not even exhausted. I'm super rested. Okay. I need to, I need to like, that needs to be part of my, my uh, regimen. I know it's, it's funny. It's come up a couple different times. We've had doctors on the show and it's on my very long, to do list is to dive into that, but you're inspiring well, me. You have to do it sooner than later because you know you can't do okay. it. Okay, I'm only late. 52, but you're right. 
I know, but after like, I think you know, somewhere between 55 and 60, we, we can't do it anymore. So All right, getting, getting is good because it really sleeps super well, I have to say. All right, Nina, you're going to check back in with me in a month. I promise I'm going to get on that. But So before you do that, we're, we're about to wrap up, but I do want to move to a quick speed round to end. Uh, and I've been doing this to close all the shows and I love it. So I hope you'll you hope you'll play along with me. Uh, totally. So for this speed round, I just want a one one or two word answer to complete these sentences. My superpower at work is strength. My superpower at home. Clarity. The podcast topic I could talk about again and again. Online dating. Ooh, I love it. If I never have to talk about this midlife topic again, I'd be thrilled. Hot flashes. <laughs> a favorite recent Revel event? Uh, break, uh, hike, hiking, a breakneck hike we did upstate New York. Lovely. An upcoming Revel event I'm really excited about. Debbie Maggid's on how to find the right therapist. On weekends, you will find me. At the beach. Finally, we know that you're a fan of Virginia Woolf. Name a recent reader writer that inspires you equally. Katie Kitamura. I just read her book called Intimacies, and I thought it was amazing. And I'm interviewing her on Wednesday. And I liked it so much, I went and ordered right away A Separation, her earlier book. Fantastic. I'll put those all in the show notes, and I'll also include a link to that uh, episode when it drops. Nina, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners keep following you and your work and your writing and learn more about Revel? Thank you so much. You're really good at this. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, you can find me. I'm Nina Larez Collins. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, and you should find us at hellorevel.com, www.hellorevel.com. It's free to join. We would love to meet you. Um, and you can follow us in all the usual places also, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, etc. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when I talk with networking pro Susan McPherson, author of The Lost Art of Connecting, who walks us through how to build meaningful relationships in your career and personal life. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. <laughs> <laughs>